Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk. Straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's Football on the Know with Jim and Joe. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Football on the Know. I am Jim McPhee, and alongside of me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Odos? Welcome back for another edition of Football on the Know show. I am rock and rolling, ready to go. What do we got for today, Jim? Oh, we got a big show planned for you guys. I mean, with a lot of no- nothing going on in the in the NFL right now, you know, the big news was Drew Brees tweeted something, you know, they're like, oh, maybe I'll come yeah. back and play. Maybe I won't. Maybe this and this. I think that even helped his ego. I think that's what mainly that thing was about for his his tweet is to really hurt his uh, help his uh, ego that was hurt because it had been posted out there that NBC was not going to have him back after one mm-hmm. season as a commentator and working for them here on the sidelines and they put him on sidelines during the playoffs, but then also there in the booth. And uh, it didn't really work out, I guess, for him. You know, I thought he started to warm up as the season went uh, and got a little better, but you could tell he was just a little different for him and throw it out. Uh, right. But I think the reasoning for that whole thing uh, was to compete right now because what's going on with that whole thing not to get in depth in it I was just saying how it's really like a non-story but this is what people are talking about is <laughs> the I think that move that uh what was it um was it was it uh it's Fox that did it that, that they, they took Fox. they yeah, yeah they took Fox. um yeah well they took um uh uh Troy Aikman and stuff had left with Joe Buck they just split and I think that move sent this whole thing into a whirlwind so now guys are like wait a minute we got to compete with that and then fox is like oh we just lost our guys so i think they're going haywire with these different uh commentators and color guys you're going to see it all different this year it's going to be their own little competition but that's how boring it's been joe that's that's the whole thing huh yeah yeah right uh but uh so i decided uh tonight we're gonna uh dive into the, the quarterback situation, everybody loves to talk about quarterbacks and, and the ones that need to really have something to prove this year. I mean, there's a big proving year for a lot of these guys. Um, we hear about Daniel Jones, obviously, and stuff like that, you know, uh, not having the offensive line, but the turnovers here and there constantly going mm-hmm. through the different regimes that are there. Now he's got a new one. How is it going to work for him? And a bunch of others, Joe. So I think and, – and what's funny is there's uh, – if you look at the quarterbacks, I think starters this year even too – it's kind of funny. I think it's a really watered-down year, I think, for a lot of these uh, quarterbacks, and there's a real difference between elite and good quarterbacks here, and then it drops off pretty quick, quickly when you're in this kind of a uh, pool. Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of turnover in, the, in this offseason. I mean, we've seen now you have uh, guys that were playing at, at former teams. Now they're on a brand-new team, got to prove themselves there. You have other guys that are coming in like Deshaun Watson and his situation from a year ago, you know, and what he's able to uh, now is finally able to get back on the football field and start playing. Yet we still got to wait on that situation because now he's still got to deal with a civil case uh, with his with what he's got going on when that gets finally gets resolved. Then we're going to finally see Deshaun Watson in a Cleveland Browns uniform on the football field. And let's see where he can take this franchise because a lot of people were considering Cleveland Browns a year, maybe even two years ago as contenders or at least a competitive team in that division to take that division and move it deep into the playoffs because of all the personnel that they had. And they were like, oh, well, we didn't make it this year. And then last year happened. And they're like, we're just a quarterback away, you know. But then what makes everything interesting about the Browns 
is Jarvis Landry used to be there. Now he's no longer there. So they're bringing in, they have younger wide receivers already currently on that roster, and they also went into the draft and, and picked out a, a, you know, a couple of guys that can probably help this team. But now you have the quarterback, but no dynamic weapons necessarily. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, you do have Nick Chubb, obviously, and you do have, you know, um, the tight end for now with the Cleveland Browns, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And you have some pieces around him that's going to help. Mm-hmm. But as far as a receiving core, it's not really scary. You know what I mean? There's a lot of unproven talent there. So let's see what the Browns and, and Deshaun Watson and the offense that Cleveland is going to create and see what they can do this season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to join our group of uh, Football on the No Show on Facebook. We have over 700-plus members there. We're getting more daily, so come on and join our family as well. And follow us on Twitter, FB underscore No. And don't forget us about their YouTube, too, as well. Go to the YouTube channel. Check it out. That's the best place to watch us right now because you get all the comments from all those streams all together there. And uh, that's at Football on the No Show as well. Hit the subscribe button and uh, tackle the notification bell, too, as well. Um yeah, so let's get right into it, Joe. Um, I think the first one I want to bring up here, if you if you look at uh, situations to where um, you know quarterbacks have something to prove, I'm going to bring up Jameis Jameis Winston here on this one. Uh, there with the Saints again. Now again, Drew Brees gone for a second year. Even though a lot of people mm-hmm. are trying to say, like, oh, he can come back now. <laughs> uh, like I don't think so. I don't see it. You've shown that he's even, comfortable. He's now. shown, yeah. You know, he's shown even if he's not going to be doing the analyst stuff that even he started to tail off those last couple seasons. You know what I mean? He's done, dude. It's like you know they're not going to bring him back. They're trying to work out what they're doing with. Uh, James Winston and move on, you know, and, and they loaded up now. They got Jarvis Landry here too. Uh, the different uh, wide receivers, um, you know, hopefully Michael Thomas can stay healthy this whole season too as right. well. Alvin Kamara, so he has That'll all the help. weapons around him, and that defense is still pretty good there, Joe. So mm-hmm. James Winston uh, coming off a you know a, a decent year, like doing okay, but he needs to really prove something here, especially because he's going got this. Uh, I think maybe one more year on this contract to show that he can really be that guy and maybe get that ex- extension going on. Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston, I mean, listen, he, he got injured last year, uh, was able to come back again. He's coming into a new regime now, back to a new regime. He re-signs with the Saints, but Dennis Allen is now the head coach, formerly their D coordinator. Uh, so you got to wonder what kind of changes are going to be made offensively. Uh, I know for a fact Dennis Allen's not going to be calling the plays. Uh, it's going to be the new offensive coordinator. And how how much is he going to change over this offense compared to what it was like with Sean Payton? Is it going to be a complete overhaul and, and not, no, there's going to be no similarities at all? Or is there going to be some wrinkles in the offense that, that will make these offensive players more comfortable in learning it? Uh, so, And Winston has to be able to not only know the playbook inside and out, but also, he's going to have more weapons to throw to. So that's got to, he's got to be happy about that coming back to New Orleans. And also, they got a couple of other studs, not just offensively, but they, they also signed Tyron Matthew to help on that back end of that defense, which is going to be really, really nice. Now he's going to have not only but, uh, but Michael Thomas to throw to, but also Jarvis Landry. And that's got to that's got to have Saints fans a little excited for this upcoming season. Not to mention that good defense, like you mentioned before, and a rock solid offensive line. All right, we've got Swirbel Gaming in the house with us tonight. 
Oh right. boy, there he hey, is. Hey, it's been a while. What's How's going it going? On, How's Swervo? it going, Swervo? How you been, buddy? It's not uh, fantasy season just yet, but <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, we're having a good time. We got. You can see we've done stuff with the studio here since you've been, been gone. And uh, uh, moving forward, and we're, we've got a lot of stuff uh, uh, in the mix, too, for this upcoming season. So we're excited to share that with you guys out there as well. Definitely, How's it going with definitely. you? Let us know what you've been up to. Uh, right now, we're talking quarterbacks, again, with something to prove. Uh, what do you think out there? You have some guys in mind, too, we can touch on. Uh, but right now, we're doing uh, Jameis Winston. And, mm -hmm. and like you said, uh, that he's kind of been that guy that when he's good, he's good. But then those turnovers, the dumb mistakes and stuff. And like, Fumbles. even though he was injured last year, uh, but with the time that he was there, he still right. was throwing, you know, fifty nine percent, which is about his average here. But right. you saw the difference. You had fourteen touchdowns and only three turnovers there, yeah. which is a big difference. You didn't want to see that thirty for thirty guy there. Right. And now you've got these extra weapons too to help out with them too as well. And we uh, saw that. We saw that with Sean Payton, right? Right. We, we knew we had an idea or a really good idea that. With Winston going with Sean Payton, that Sean Payton was going to be able to create an offense that's going to fit Winston to a T, and it really did show with 14 touchdowns and three Right, picks. and the difference between last year and this year, though, last year you were, you were looking for that guy. Who was going to be that real number one guy? We were hoping it was going to be Callaway or a few others, and it changed kind of week to week because they didn't really have it because Michael Thomas was down. Mm -hmm. Now you got him back, but you also draft a Chris Olave, but you've got Jarvis Landry there too as well, so you know you have those go-to guys. You have what looks like a complete wide receiving core now mm -hmm. and a wide receiving core that's going to attack defenses rather than, you know, we only got to rely on Michael Thomas now. So now you got – you got two other dynamic receivers in Landry and Chris Olave, who is blistering fast. Uh, so you have Michael Thomas, who can do a lot of things really extremely well. He's very physical. He's strong. I mean, the size is no question that he has great hands, runs great routes. But Chris Olave adds a little bit different of a spicier element to this New Orleans offense now. Now you got a guy that can literally run right by DBs. Uh, down the football field and get wide open. Uh, and then you have Landry, who is kind of goes under the radar, I feel like, a lot in the NFL in terms of a guy that is not seen as a outside elite type of threat, but more like a possession guy in the slot who can slice and dice you and carve you up the middle. So they got three different types of wide receivers all on this offense, and I can't wait to see what this Saints offense is going to look like this upcoming season and how well they create chemistry together. All right, all right. Uh, Swervo's there. He says, um, what does he say? He's been doing good, uh, uh, to be honest. Out of the loop for the uh, first time ever when it comes to sports. Uh -huh. He goes, but uh, to be honest, excited about how Dak will do without Cooper, and I'm excited for the Packers this year. Um it's what's what are you excited about with the Packers and what's going on? You know, the fact that they don't have uh, De Devante now and, and some of the changes that they've made there mm -hmm. uh, and the difference to how it's going to look. Uh, and then Dak, you know, how is he going to do without Cooper? You know, that is a big thing here, too. And you, you you heard before the draft, I think, that they were interested in in trading and, and making splashes. And we were looking for that flashy type of move. I don't really think we really saw it with no. the with the Cowboys here in that draft. No. So, I mean, um very um, minute, you know, I guess, in, in a sense, is a good way to say it. Uh, and gonna more fine, pressure though. on them, though, too, because, uh, you know, I, for me, Dak Prescott is going to be on this list in a sense. But 
for for Cowboys fans, mm-hmm. they feel still that he needs something to prove, even though he has already overshadowed a lot of Tony, Tony Romo stats and things that he's done already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still want to see them go further in the playoffs, not get shut down so early, <laughs> expect to be the best, you know, and, and there's a lot on his shoulders for being the Dallas quarter, uh, quarterback in that debacle in the playoff game last year. Uh was a big deal and all eyes were pointed at him i don't think it's exactly all his fault i think it's everybody's awareness in a sense but uh that's where the fingers are pointed well the interesting thing is like every after every offseason cowboys fans think they're going to the super bowl no matter what oh i know every draft pick they make up oh, that's it now we're going to the super bowl every signing they make oh now we're going to the super bowl let's let you know let's tap the brakes a little bit you didn't go to the Super Bowl last year, and you had Amari Cooper. Now Amari Cooper's gone. He went to Cleveland. That's another thing. He went to Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so yeah. Deshaun Watson also has yep. him there. Uh, but Dak Prescott and company, don't get me wrong, they re-signed Cedric Wilson. They they met, you know, they have him there. They also have uh, – no, uh, Cedric Wilson's did he gone. Leave? He's he, gone. He left. Where'd yep. he go? He because, went to um, the Dolphins. Uh, oh, that's where he ended up signing. That's right. Uh, but they, they re-signed Michael Gallup. And maintain him, keep him there. Uh, they also ha- and they also have C.D. Lamb, uh, and they managed to uh, to keep uh, Danny Schultz there at tight end. So, a guy that they want to re-sign at tight end, but we'll see how those contract negotiations go further down the road. But he still has weapons. And to be honest with you, Amari Cooper wasn't that electric in in Dallas. Like, yeah, sure, he made plays from time to time, but he also, you know, botched some plays had some drops uh when he needed to catch the ball so i don't think dallas is going to really miss him that much i know there's a lot of cowboys fans that absolutely loved cooper and and they would they they were upset when he did depart dallas but i don't think dallas is gonna they're gonna be like amari cooper who after this season because they have the weapons still there in place dak prescott is gonna do dak things and and help try to carry this offense I, what I question more than anything is not the receivers, not Dak, the offensive line, how that's going to play out. Lyle Collins mm-hmm. ended up leaving in free agency. They did draft a couple guys, and, and, and hopefully they can come in and start right away, but you never really know. So to me, it's more about what do you have up front in, in terms of protection, and that I think is going to you know decipher how well this offense is going to run. Are they going to be able to, to pass protect for Dak Prescott and give him time? Are they going to be able to open up rushing lanes for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott? That still has to remain to be seen. And then as far as defense goes, I still feel like they improved a little bit, but I feel like they need to be improved more. Uh yeah, I know. And uh, if you look at it, uh, they're, they're, you were talking about even the guard that they end up drafting, Tyler Smith, uh, known for being really rough, like kind of extending the play, past the play, and kind of doing that. I'm afraid that he's going to be get, getting penalized a lot maybe for something like that in this upcoming season and where the Dallas Cowboys last year were the most penalized team. Uh, so compounding onto that, that didn't really look good in my eyes for no. the Dallas Cowboys. No, they took an offensive tackle from Tulsa. And Tyler Smith, and they're going to hope that he can just be supplanted yeah, in that right, right there, tackle just spot. dropping in there. But honestly, that that's what's going to happen. We mm-hmm. all know because mm-hmm. they didn't take him in the first round just to sit the bench. Mm-hmm. So, and they need an answer. They need someone to fill those shoes of Leal Collins. So he's going to be plugged in there at right tackle. 
But I don't. I think it's going to be too soon. I think this kid still needs another year of development in the at the NFL level, uh, and he will get a little handsy. And I think in the NFL, you're going to see those, those flags being thrown. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's get to a few things. Swervo here. He goes. Uh, I'm just going to say right now. He's like phones on one percent, and I'm out of fire. So I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nothing is on fire. You're just at a fire, like chilling. I like, got at a party, which I think is cool. That's cool, but it stinks because, like you said, you can't charge it right now. Uh, sorry for that, uh, Swervo. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, you can share the, uh, our show with everybody out there that you're at the fire with. You know, have them become yeah, know-it-alls as well. Uh, he says, "I like how they are looking to, uh, to make a new number one for talking about the Packers and look to the future and aren't afraid to make bold moves." And I like that. Uh, might not make uh, make sense. I think he's supposed to say to. Uh, you know, I another thing just came in. It makes sense to uh, a lot, but I, I like to switch up in teams. Um, yeah, I know. If you look at their roster now, you've got Christian Watson now penciled in, the guy they've got here drafted. A rookie. Um, Alan Lazard, who's been there, and then Randall Cobb. And then like All you said there. you thought even now uh, Rodgers is going to be able to move up maybe yeah. in this wide receiver position here and yep. make a play for it. But you saw the thing that scares me about that in the Packers um, – you saw in that playoff game, it seemed like even, and they had Devontae Adams, they were kind of rolling with the punches in that playoff game, like kind of content having it be in a defensive type of game and just not really putting the, the foot down on the throat and, and moving forward and scoring. It just seemed like when they went off the field, the offense went three and out or whatever or stalled. They were just like, yeah, all right, we got this. And they didn't seem like there were any urgency. Now you don't have a Devontae Adams there. Nope. Now, it, it, before that, it was already, oh, it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Let's put it, you know the team on his shoulders. Right, I feel right. more afraid for them now more than ever. I feel more concerned. Yeah. Absolutely. Because here's the thing is now you don't have a proven elite number one receiver anymore. Uh, they did draft Christian Watson in hopes of him being that number one for the future. But he's very raw still. He still mm-hmm. needs to work on his route running and, and refine that. He still needs to work on his hands even. Uh, mm-hmm. And catching the ball, and he came from a college, or yeah, he came from a college program that ran the ball heavily, uh, so really not tested that that much. So I would be worried about. Yes, you got to love Christian Watson, how fast he is for the size that he is. He's a six-four wide receiver. You know, he's chiseled like a statue, and he looks the part for the wideout for the next level. But he has to prove that he is that. Uh, and I think it's going to take some time for, for him when he gets to Green Bay and for him to acclimate to the NFL level and catch up to the speed of the game. So that being said, he still needs to, you know, get into the mix, so to speak. So I, thank God you have a guy like Alan Lazard that's still hanging around and Randall Cobb and Rodgers, who now has a year under his belt uh, that can maybe contribute a little bit more this season at, at receiver. So, um I'm a little concerned with this with this offense. Not so much in the run game, but I think teams are now going to pin their ears back and attack this run game. And make, And I know it sounds funny, but make Aaron Rodgers throw the football to dang, some of these dang, receivers. Dang, so, um, and really kind of say, prove it to us, Green Bay. Prove you can still beat us in the air with the receivers that you have. Mm-hmm. So I think the defenses are going to be more apt to challenge Green Bay. Uh, and this is going to be a completely different uh, season for them. All right. Somebody's at the door. It's Mike Tackett. Mike got? Tackett is in the house with us tonight, Mike Joe. Mike, hey. What's going on, Mike? 
Uh, he has a, a thing about uh, Baker to Dallas. He says, Baker to Dallas makes sense. Worst case scenario, he'll prove solid competition for the QB one spot. Uh, it sounds flashy and stuff. You know, back when Johnny Manziel was out there that you heard that Jer Jerry Jones wanted uh, the likes of him there, possibly, uh, right. but they didn't go with him. Um, no. Would he want a, a Baker Mayfield and stuff like that there? Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I, I won't feel really comfortable with that, but if it helps destroy the Dallas Cowboys, I'm all for it. Well, you know, so, yeah. but. I mean, what Baker Mayfield, though, he just, they, they got to they gotta deal him. They got to redo his con. They got to redo his contract so it's a little bit more friendly mm -hmm. for him mm -hmm. to be traded. Mm -hmm. And then. May the next team step up. Mm. Would it? Will it be Seattle? Will it be? You know what I mean? Any? You know whoever else is looking for a quarterback right now? Uh, even even depth wise, I think Baker right now is at the standpoint where if he does get traded, even if it's in a backup role, mm -hmm. he's going to welcome it because he just wants out of Cleveland at this point. Mm -hmm. So uh, Baker Mayfield, he's another guy. Uh, another. He's not most likely won't get the chance to start this year. But he's another guy that still needs to prove himself. I mean, he's definitely been heavily criticized, even by us some at times, about what he's doing in some of these games. And, and you know, where, where's the, 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 the mentality on the football field? Where, where, where's the football smarts and, and to not throw it into coverage? So um, he's another quarterback that still needs to prove himself, but I think it's going to take a whole other season uh, until he finds a, you know, a, a destination where he can maybe – Maybe go for that starting I'm happy job. When I'm uh, another, another. Just want to get to another comment that Mike sure. said. He goes, "Happy Hump Day from Ohio, here on business." Uh, do you Whoa. guys? Do you guys think Drew Brees is reconsidering retirement, partly due to the <laughs> Saints improving their wide receiving group? No, uh, no, no, not at all. No, because here's the thing: is like we all heard like the 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 story about him. He's out as a Fox Sports analyst and all those other things, and they're like. Uh, a lot of Saints fans were like, oh, maybe he'll come back. No, I think he after he made that decision and he's been out a, at least a season. And uh, you got to think about this, too. Family life. You know, family is very important to Drew. So uh, he loves his kids. He, he you know, he's get, definitely going to be staying home, helping the wife out with the kids and all that and house house chores and and what, you know, what <laughs> forth. So. Um, Drew Brees is definitely going to be comfortable. I don't think he's coming back. He, he knows that, and the reason why he retired was he could get that feeling that, you know, maybe it is time for me to move on to the next chapter in his career. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think really, I think he wears his feelings on his sleeves. I think when it's all coming out that he's not going to be back there, I think that kind of hurts his, because he's used to being that elite type of guy, you know, first one to show up in the office, last one to leave. I work hard, I do this, you know, and I've been succeeding in the NFL as a quarterback for, for years here. Uh, and then now he's a one and done for the broadcasting thing. I think he's kind of like, well, I can come back if I want, or maybe. And then he started to poke fun and make it like, I'll play pickleball in a, in, a, in a league or whatever if I want. I'll go do this if I want. I'll do that. You know, whatever. It could be anything, you know, which is cool. Whatever. That's fine. You know, I think it was all in jest, like Dennis Allen thinks as well. Uh, I don't think he's like, oh, man, maybe I got. I'm sure maybe a little bit says I have something left in the tank, but I don't think anybody really take him seriously to come back and, and trying to do anything like that. Because um, you saw even the tail off of what he had a little bit with it is. Uh, uh, his uh, velocity on the ball and he's still undersized and things like that still so I mean to try and get under like a different team that's not the Saints uh, would be a little crazy and I don't think he no. wants to do that he would only come back to the Saints he would only, and yeah. I think it would stunt what they're trying to do right now um, but how about uh, Sean Payton though getting a new job too as an analyst talk about the Fox broadcasting and all that stuff trying to compete they go and get uh, Sean 
uh, Payton, but he's even said that he'll probably do some broadcasting for a year, and then maybe he'll be open to coaching again or something like that. Feel it out there. So the interesting thing about that out there. is that the Saints still own his rights mm-hmm. uh, because his contract didn't ever expired. Uh, he just retired. So when he comes back, he'll still be under the Saints' rights. So if he is to go coach anywhere else or wants to go coach mm-hmm. anywhere else, the, a trade will have to be mm-hmm. consummated. That would be interesting to see, though, too. Um, I, Mike Tackett says here, too. Oh, by the way, Swervo is still with us. So we're going to get to your question <laughs> in a little bit, Swervo. Uh, he says, uh, when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron became complacent with having Adams. Now he's got to spread the ball around. Uh, Jones will be their uh, leading receiver. Uh, yeah, probably a little bit in the backfield. They use him around. They like to do it that way, too, as well. He not only run the ball, but also mm-hmm. being that receiving back for them. I think he's got to be their focal point. They got to get the establish the running game, get that going, and that'll open up the passing game. Not that you need to like open it up to get Aaron Rodgers opportunities. He's got to make some opportunities, mm-hmm. but with the the injuries that he's had, you know, he's I don't see him running as much as like, like he used to do. Wonder. You know, you know what I'm saying. So he's gonna try and get some space, get out in some bootlegs, and then throw it down there. He's going to trust Randall Cobb because he had even got him out of retirement to come back over there. But, but come on, on the how Houston far? Texans. Yeah, yeah. But how far is he going to go, you know, with you? You can't have – we're living back in 1998 here with Randall Cobb. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing is other defenses this year are now just going to key on their run game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you would like to start it off and, and get the run game going for Green Bay, but I think that's going to be harder than it was in years past. Uh, I think now defenses are going to key on that run game, kind of shut it down, and make Green Bay one-dimensional. And not to say that Rodgers can't handle that. Of course he can. But he no longer has that elite weapon in Devontae Adams. So this offense is going to change. How much is it going to change? We don't know. We have to wait and see to see um, this upcoming season just exactly what Matt LaFleur and company is, is going to dial up with this offense with Aaron Rodgers and and what they're able to exploit because I know it's one player but that one player happened to be the best if not one of the best wide receivers in the league uh and now he's not there and you have your your the rest of your receiving core that which is kind of average so it's like mm-hmm. now that you don't have that explosive uh wide receiver that everybody th- fears now teams might be more willing to say, hey, you know what? We'll take our chances, play man against this receiving core, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to concentrate on that run game. Yeah, so. Swervo, he says, now here getting to his question, he goes, how are you guys feeling about the Jets? That's my question because that's my team. All right, so that's why I have the Jets out there too. The Jets, I think, are going to be uh, exciting to look at. Now they've they drafted. They drafted really well. They've got the pieces that they needed and the, and the talent – where it was with the value it was just they knocked it out of the park here now they need to put it all together and make it work so the one only question for them is how is Zach Wilson going to uh, play this year you saw times where he used his athleticism to get open mm-hmm. a- a- and make some plays here too when it's broken down uh, but he also needs to develop as a pocket passer too as well develop as a quarterback to get it going they've got all the weapons they, they could here for them to help him out uh, they got a fresh new wide receiver too as well they got a running back too and, and, and Brees, but um, and then they've got their defensive weapons too that they're able to grab too. So it's all nipped up in a bud and nice kit for them to where now, if you're looking at it for me, best case scenario, the Jets. I mean, I think depending how the, the Dolphins are, but I, I can't even give you a number right now, but they're all in contention. I'll just say that 
Those two between the Dolphins and the Jets, they're in contention for second in this division. I still like the Bills, but I really see the what the 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 uh, basically not what the Patriots have done and what they the lack of what they have done. They're tailing off, and they're going to be at the bottom feeders of this division first time in a very long time. Yeah, when you draft a guard Carson Strong in the first round as your for your first pick in the draft, and everyone's kind of scratching their heads like, and you change all your coordinators to do different jobs. Yeah. You know, switch it up that they don't normally do. Um, you know, you lose your, your offensive coordinator to your Raiders. You know, and the guy has been there forever for a while now. Not and to mention half that of the offensive staff they had. That took him with them. You know what I mean? And so if you look at the weapons that they have there, too, it's not really that impressive either. You got Kendrick Bourne. Um, and uh, who else did they do? They just grabbed somebody um, on the free agency. I'm trying to remember who it was. But uh, not something very impressive, though. They still too. have it's Aguilar, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, they got their, their tight end, two tight end tandem, though, too. Yep. And, you know, Mac Jones. But, again, to competing with what these other teams have done in this division, mm -hmm. I think they're just kind of behind the eight ball on this one. So I feel really good about the Jets. But – you know, what kind of growth are we really going to get? It all depends on the quarterback. I know Vegas, I think, has them set at five wins. I'd say that would be good, but if, if even better, eight and eight would be, or eight and nine it would be for them this year would be, I think, nice for them. Who cares what Vegas has? They don't know shit. <laughs> anyway, um, here's the thing is they drafted Carson Strong, which a lot of people in their eyes thought it was a reach. You know, a lot of people were, like, expecting Carson Strong to go, like, maybe in the third round. And we've seen this from time to time. Teams tend to fall in love with a prospect and they fall in love so much that they go blind and they just put in the card way too early. So mm -hmm. uh, Patriots might be the, you know, they might they might have messed up this year mm -hmm. uh, more than any other year mm -hmm. because we saw them not make s such big splashes like the Jets were. Uh, and with the rest of this division and how it's forming, you have the Dolphins who have a lot of young talent that is up and coming and it seems like they're pretty solid on defense and they got a lot going for them but they're just not there yet but at least they got at least they got some excitement in Miami uh then you have the Jets who they're slowly piecing it together I feel like the New York Jets are on the right path and every single offseason we're seeing them get a little bit better a little bit better now that now that they've had two off seasons solid off seasons where whether it be free agency or the draft they've managed to compile some good uh draft picks and good free agent signings to kind of give them another leg up maybe on these patriots maybe the patriots like jim was saying i i, I think i feel the same way like i feel like there's going to be another yet a shift in this division again could this mean that the Patriots, for the first time in what feels like forever, is going to be dead last this year? It's possible. Uh, not likely, but possible. Uh, and what the Jets have been able to do, and you look at what they've done this past draft with all the draft picks that they had. They did a phenomenal job, unlike the Patriots, in manipulating, in manipulating the draft and getting moving up, moving down, getting more picks and drafting some high-quality talent. They got themselves... And also getting uh, Uzoma, too, as well, at the tight end in the free agency, too, I think was a nice addition that they had gotten they, to as well. Yeah, they managed to get a guy by the name of Garrett Wilson, in my eyes, is the number one receiver coming out. He is going to be their number one elite type of receiver down the road. They grab a, a tackle that needs a little bit of development in Max Mitchell, but over a, a little bit of time, I feel like he can also just start for them at tackle. And then a guy that's very underrated, like you mentioned C.J. Uzoma. I'm more excited about Jeremy Ruckert at Ohio State. I think this kid can not only 
rival CJ Ozoma, but I think he could take his job. Maybe not this season since they just signed CJ, but I think it's very attainable for Jeremy Rucker to earn that starting gig. Brees Hall, like Jim said earlier, uh, was a great weapon that they were able to also get uh, in the second round. And I was baffled. I, a lot of people thought Brees Hall would go late in the first, but he, the Jets were lucky to get him at second. And a couple other big-time names that they drafted, Sauce Gardner, uh, the number what is for the most part was seen across all boards as the number one corner coming out, number one man-to-man corner. Robert Sala gets one of his de- defensive guys to help out this defense, Sauce Gardner. Not only that, but also managed to get a stellar defensive end in Jermaine Johnson from Florida State to also help out this defense. So you're starting to see the Jets slowly in two years now we're starting to turn turn the roster over a little bit and and Robert Sala is starting to put his thumbprint on this roster and getting them headed into the right direction. I feel like the offense is going to take another big step this season with the improvements that they made across the offensive line and now weapon-wise to help out Zach Wilson. And then also now you're starting to finally see Robert Sala get some of his blue-chip kind of guys on that defense to make that a little bit stronger as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, exciting. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I hope they can do well. Joe, what the hell is going on with that light? We switched to other light, and now look at this one. We, I think uh, we have a spirit issues. in our in our yeah, area here. You know, it's just going on and off randomly, just just like a flash, not even like a flickering. We so don't we don't even have if a. If there's producer somebody here. among us, if there's somebody here with us, <laughs> show us a different sign than blinking our light because we need that light on. Uh, but. <laughs> There you go. So I hope you guys are enjoying uh, the show being with us, too, as well. Uh, Quick announcement, by the way, you guys. Um, It's Arena League time, and the NAL is going on, and the Albany Empire, the returning champions, are playing here, and they're coming back home. They had a, a, a road stint. They lost their first home opener here and i was there for that game it was disappointing uh but they had a good road stint now they're coming back home joe this saturday night they're gonna be there you gotta show up too for the pre-party i think skeeter creek might be there i think i'm not sure but uh block party it's a whole lot of fun uh so if you guys haven't yet you guys got to get your tickets there at albanyempirenal.com right now or you can call the box office here and also before that at 3 30 we got the godzilla media pre-game show I mean, and that's what you guys need to tune in. Yeah, check out that Gaz right there, breaking it down. He will be there with President Levac himself, uh, pre-gaming their their, the the uh, the upcoming game. Uh, It's gonna be exciting. We're gonna try to be there too. So hopefully, we can be there at sidelines with you guys and get you some some photos uh, and stuff. But didn't they change like the the way the arena the arena football game is kind of constructed? Like the it's not like it was last season when they won the championship. But what I've noticed now. Is there with the both guys are playing? You're playing both sides, right? So, for me, I think they have an issue at safety. Safety is not picking up where they've rotated different guys. Even they keep getting burned on the deep ball. They are not picking up the read mm-hmm. at all. And so the the one game they just played two weeks ago, mm-hmm. the score was seventy eight to like fifty something. It was like ridiculous scoring. If you guys no want to see no defense at all and just back and forth scoring, I mean, a lot of people like that and stuff. But when I'm watching some of the things, I'm watching the defense as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So when you see a guy where he just leaves the dude wide open and like, what are you doing? You let a guy over the top like you're yelling at the guy. You're like, come on, man. I don't want to see terrible plays because that's not even like a great offensive play where they went and just and it's not, did something brilliant and scored. 
Uh, it's not about. Play. It's uh, not about. Okay, so are they playing like? Are they playing with one safety in the back? One safety. So two corners, and I think it's eight on eight. I think is right. Is it two corners and then three front linemen? I don't yeah, think so there's any like linebacker flag. or anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's football, like flag. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tackle. Right. Um, so the one safety in the back on mm-hmm. on the play that you were talking mm-hmm. about. Now, did the did the offense? Uh, send two receivers down the field deep where he had to pick which one to go with or was it more uh, of like not, just one not guy so much but he's even shading to one side more than than other but yeah there was two receivers but then also the corners on it and they're not playing zone it looked like they were doing man you know what i mean so he's just there man to man he's there in the back and to maybe to see if somebody comes across the middle or, or whatnot but uh Again, it, it, one of the plays I saw, again, they were pretty easy to, to, to figure out. I'm like, if I can understand it, I'm sure he can play it, you know, do a lot better because he's, you know, a skilled player has been playing in the league and mm-hmm. can kind of see that as well. Uh, but they even had Prince back there playing safety at times. You know what I mean? And he's not normally, you know, there for that position. Right. Uh, but they moved it back there. I am excited about one of their guys, Tony, who's looking really nice. Um, I was afraid about their kicker, though, too. Their kicker didn't no look so hot in the leg. first game, but he bounced back in the road games to where he kicked three through the uprights to get points, and uh, he had a field, a couple field goals. So really big points for them. But if you guys haven't yet, yeah, real, real quick on the NAL, we really broke it down real fast. Saturday about the night. Empire. Saturday night, you got to check it out. They're trying to get back to another chip. Um, meanwhile, we'll talk here. Mike Tackett says the Jets' biggest flaw in offense is the man taking the snaps. If Wilson has another subpar season, he's New York's other Daniel Jones. I don't, I don't, um, I don't yeah, see I don't, that. I don't know. It's like the thing. I, it's uh, the biggest flaw. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right there, it's because it's a big question mark with the quarterback. Still, he's still young, trying to get it going. That's going to be the one question mark that you do have. Now, if it's a flaw or not. I wouldn't go that far, even at least, because again, he's still developing. We'll see how it goes. Um, and, and they're still building the offense around him. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that—that's all happening. Yeah, at the like same the guy time. he had last year like, was what, what? Corey Davis was his Corey best Davis, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so then, and then Jamison Crowder. Jamison mm-hmm. Crowder yeah. was like basically his go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then they they drafted who they draft? They drafted um, Garrett uh, Garrett Wilson. And now they got no, 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 no. They got Corey Talking Davis a year ago. Elijah oh, a year Moore. ago. Oh, Elijah Moore. Elijah yeah, Moore, yeah. who was hurt early in the season, yeah. never really got to help out until later down down the road. Uh, and that's when that's the funny part. That's when Jamison Crowder got hurt. Yeah. And then here comes Elijah Moore, and everyone's like, "Oh man, he's pretty good." So this team, since they drafted Zach Wilson, he didn't really have anything when he first got there. Like not even a a, a good offensive line. He basically just had one tackle and a guard that they drafted, and Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah. Uh, so not a lot of weapons, not really good, a solid offensive line. So, that, so Zach Wilson is also growing as this offense is mm-hmm. maturing and mm-hmm. getting getting more weapons. So it's a, you know a work in progress for the Jets. I feel like we have to we have to definitely hold off on the Zach Wilson, um, you know, decision or whatever. Right? Like, do we think he's good enough or not? Uh, I think uh, the seasons. other question would maybe be on Mackay Becton too. What kind of guy are we going to get? Uh, this year Injury with prone? Beckham too. So that's going to be a big problem. Uh, Mike prone. Tackett says, will the Empire let you guys set up uh, a show before uh, a home game? Um, I don't know. We'd have to talk to them because it's kind of locked in with because uh, Levac is the president. So he sets right. up the um, Godzilla game show, Godzilla yeah. with, with uh, Gaz, who is the who runs Giz, uh, Godzilla Media. They do a show together, Lovac and Gaz, so they kind of are the pregame. Would they let us do that one time? Um, probably not, you probably know, not. but but 
it would be cool if we could set up something. I'm sure I can uh, talk uh, to guys about finagling something around abouts, maybe even a a go to like if we're around in the front area for the the block party, they like to do when we, we get the rub elbows with some of the players before the game or something like that and like hey you know talk to them a little bit or just even Maybe. fans and get a fans reaction or anything like that but I don't to think set up a live cool, show we won't be able to because they they'll also be, be streaming probably at the same time and stuff it would be cool though i mean I, I would i would be down for that but like i said we get right there in the sidelines and we could talk to the players too and, and get some good videos and pictures like we did uh for the playoffs in the championship game last year which was a lot of fun yeah just by just so you all know i think jimmy missed his calling as photographer because I he had, caught, some good, I he had, had a really good video too, he had right? a really good uh photo of craig the leg peterson from oh, last season of him coming out of the tunnel it was like a bat it was kind of like a, a like a a 45 degree back shot uh, of of a picture of behind him, and it was like his celebration where he was just like raw like this, and then fire the fireworks are going off and everything. It looked awesome. So I mean, that was like probably like I think you missed your calling. Yeah, I, I know I might have, have too because even the photo that I awesome. took that I took of the um of the empire like with the holding the cup up, you know, yeah, the championship yeah. trophy. Yep. that went all the Twitter and and uh. uh What's it? Malachi Jones, everybody else liked it and shared it and stuff yep. like that, too. So that even picture went pretty viral. So uh, I'm excited about that. And Speaking I had to touch which, down. I got to hit up Malachi Jones, see what he's doing. Yeah, I know. He's not with the team he's anymore. It's team. strange. I wonder and if I, they could to, use a guy like that. I wonder if I he mean, went to a different team, though. Or not? I don't know. It's we'll possible. I mean, I, I hear that the Massachusetts Pirates stole yeah, a couple yeah, of our guys. They did. They did. Craig the Leg, Peterson, Sean Lockett, one of the the pro all pro type of center. Yep. He went over there too, so maybe they maybe also got Malachi. Absolutely. So I hope you guys are having fun out there. We're talking uh, quarterbacks with something to prove. We, we touched on the Jets even and, and even uh, we did. Uh, some of the other teams. But any questions you guys out there, light it up in the comments. We're, we're happy to, to talk about them and answer some of them. Uh, but one of the quarterbacks I'm talking about that needs to prove something, it's got to be Sam Darnold for me in my eyes too. This guy, I mean, again, he, he ended up having the injury bug a little bit too, but uh, – was at with the New York Jets. If you're talking about the Jets, didn't really show a whole lot for them. They were willing to move on from him. Goes to the Carolina Panthers, and they pick up that that option. And because of injury or mono and everything that had happened with them, wasn't really able to do what he was going to do that first season when he was there, where he connected with Robbie Anderson and stuff, and started making things happen. You haven't had a Christian. Uh, McCaffrey healthy with him too as well and and so they've kind of been at this uh kind of uh in between type of thing like this team's really young they've got got a lot of good players here they're kind of that up and coming team that's kind of sneakily moving up Mm -hmm. but it is the question mark at quarterback so much so that even this uh draft they go and get Matt Corral too just in case uh something might happen or he's going to learn behind you know Sam Darnold I don't know what exactly he might learn from him but you know there in waiting, hopefully that he can be the guy that maybe takes the torch when they're ready to move on from Sam Darnold. Yeah, and that's going to be a while. I mean, just like any other quarterback that came out this year, there's gonna there's a lot of different developmental issues for each quarterback, each prospect. Uh, the the only guy that you could kind of make an argument for with, with Kenny Pickett as being the sole quarterback that was the most pro ready and the only kind of real negative that you could say is that his hands were small. You know, and that might now being a Pittsburgh Steeler when he does get his chance, it might, you know, 
it, it might hurt him with having smaller hands in inclement weather. But going to talking about Sam Darnold here, I feel like Sam Darnold played extremely well early in the year before his injury. Uh, definitely had they were like five and zero, I believe, uh, in the beginning of the season, and and then the injury happened, and then he was kind of he was wasn't there. Carolina's offense struggled. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was in and out of the lineup all season long, mostly out of it. And now you're now you're looking at a team that is coming back this year, hoping to stay healthy uh, and see where they can take this all season. So Sam Darnold, for me, isn't a guy that really has to prove too much because we've seen it in a small glimpse. But I feel like Darnold, for the majority of fans out there, needs to prove something to them because maybe they think, oh, well, you know, he was doing well and then, you know, he got hurt and wasn't there. So let's see if Sam Darnold can stay healthy this year and see what he can do for the whole season. Um, I think he has all the weapons there. They have a really good offensive line. They managed to get Iki Aquanu, who was probably my number one tackle coming out. Mm -hmm. So they definitely bolstered that offensive line again. And... I just I, I think that he's going to be just fine. I think what the reason why they drafted Matt Corral was obviously future. They're thinking future with Matt Corral possibly, but he's another guy that definitely needs further development before he even is considered to try to take a starting job. So I think Sam Darnold's kind of safe right now. I don't think he really has to worry about too much as long as he keeps playing like he was uh, in the beginning of last year. Uh, the one thing about him though too is like what was similar with. Uh with uh daniel jones is his turnovers he's he's limited the fumbles because he used to was a fumbling machine before uh but if you look at it previous years even through the last couple with, with the jets he was 17 touchdowns 15 interceptions 19 touchdowns 13 uh the year before when you were saying he, he played well but then also got injured for four games uh nine touchdowns 11 uh, interceptions uh then last year nine touchdowns 13 interceptions so i think they're just looking to try and sway away from those types of turnovers much like what you, you had your issues with uh with Jameis Winston again if he could limit the turnovers it could be something nice for him especially because you had Robbie Anderson there too a guy that he was familiar with it seemed mm -hmm. like they connected really well and were able to, to perform and get this uh offense going uh Gaz is in the house with us tonight uh he what's says, going on guys uh, yeah all right he says uh darnold feels like the oldest 24 year old ever uh, <laughs> year five in the league coming up in 2022 crazy yeah absolutely right he was extremely young when he came out mm -mm -mm. yeah absolutely so i mean for them again that team uh i think needs him to step up and be that kind of thing too uh for them just because you're looking at the talent that's on there and if they could all just stay healthy uh, you can only imagine uh, what they could do in this division to where uh, yeah, I think Atlanta's still just not going to be very good. They're going to be building. Uh, Saints, I don't know because we don't know what we're going to get out of Jameis Winston. They, they don't have know the, the offense. weapons, though. Offense you're is not different. sure. Uh, so you're expecting that it's going to be Tom Brady and the Bucks that have got to take this division. So I mean, will the Carolina Panthers try and make this push to try and change it up here and, and get into the mix? And early on in last season, they were making that push. They were second in that division and trying to make that push until Darnold went, went, went away with an injury. So uh, I feel like this is a team, and we all know this is a very young team. Uh, now, even with Darnold, even though Darnold, you know, it feels like he's like 30 years old. He's not. He's 24. Uh, so 
even with this t- with this team on offense, it seems like they they're doing a great job of managing all these players and keeping this roster really young, uh, and they can all grow together. This defense is a really good defense already, even though they're all they're all pretty much like twenty four and younger. So, uh, and then with this offense with Darnold coming back, uh, I feel like they're going to be just fine. Uh, they're still going to be able to put up points. What's, what's going to be interesting to me, though, is this year, like there was rumors about possibly Christian McCaffrey being moved and traded away uh, before the draft even. And it never never amounted to anything. But what's to say talks can't kind of like stir up again prior to the trade deadline? You know what I mean, maybe even before the season even starts. So uh, that's something that we got to keep our, our eye on as well. So. Let's see what Carolina can do, and we all know this, that they got to stay healthy in order to fully get the get the full picture of, of where they're going to be headed as a franchise. By the way, since Gaz is out there too, Gaz, um, one of our know-it-alls asked out there, is there a way that we can do a live show at one of the Empire games, just Joe and I or something like that? He's wondering if you guys can make that happen or not. Uh, he just threw it out there. It was actually a comment right before yours there on Facebook. Uh, so, I don't know. See, see what we can do maybe, too. They're looking for it. Uh, so, <clears throat> easy there, bud. Man. You all right? It's one of those things where Come on. your spit started to travel backwards, and then it got caught in between where my tonsils are or something. Made just, me, just get through it. Yep. Yep. Made me hack a little bit. But here we go. Maybe it was just a guy to talk about this guy. Tua Tagovailoa here. Uh, <laughs> see, I totally murdered his, his name. Even. I usually get it right on, too. Uh, but uh, I think he's got to be on this list, too. Just again, that's the narrative people are painting. Uh, I think it's he does well when he's out there. A lot of times made some good plays, but then uh, injury prone a lot, too. And uh, they're looking to get this team. They put all these building blocks around them, trying to move it forward. Now getting Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the viral video that went through they try to use it as a pump up video, but he, you know, under through Tyreek Hill. So it went viral about that. Like, see, this is his noodle arm. It's not going to work and, oh, and blah, boy. blah, blah. And he has some more years on his contract. But then, you know, as it goes further, uh, they still got some time to move before it actually steps up here. Um, but he's one of those guys, I think, that's just young. They drafted him early. I think his draft spot ends up hindering that whole thing and why they, we have this narrative for him. But if you look at his time in the game, he's actually performed, I think, fairly well for mm-hmm. the amount of time Definitely. that he's been in there that people are kind of overshadowing. Uh, last season, he threw 67%, and he had 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, again, which is worse than the previous year, 11 touchdowns, 5. But, again, scoring some touchdowns and, and some pretty good offense for the limited time that was, he was in there. I just I don't think he's got that legit shot because you've had some of these other guys that these guys have brought in um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick in there yeah. too as well. Now with him control the whole team with the weapons that he have, now you're going to be able to see what he can do full force. And hopefully for him, he's got to do something well here so he can uh, move on with this team. And that's the thing with Tua is when he first came into the league, there was a big concern about his hip injury. How well is he going to come back? So they went out and they grabbed a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got a guy like Jacoby Brissett as kind of like insurance policies and to have them start right away and bring Tua very slowly along. Uh, they did that, and when Tua got healthy and was able to go out there and throw the ball, it was really weird because it was the first time I've seen an, an, a, a professional offense have two quarterbacks, and they would interchange them different games, different times throughout games. Yeah. And it was like, very this is not style a college kind of. offense. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you doing? You can't do that because it's it was hindering Tua's development. It was actually stunting his growth as a quarterback in the NFL. So now that that's that bullcrap is all gone now and and taken out of you know just taken right out of the offense here. Now it's Tua's time. You know now it's now it's we're finally going to see just how good Tua is going to be. Last year. He played. He was banged in, in and out of the lineup, banged up in and out of the lineup. And then you look now this season where he has no questions about enough weapons because they're all there. Uh, you know, they get Tyreek Hill in a trade. They did give up a lot of just to get him. But they also got Jalen Waddell, who was kind of really coming along, his ex-college teammate uh, that he was feeding the football to a lot his rookie year. And it was working out. Now you bring in a guy like Tyreek Hill, and a lot of people are like, Oh, well, he underthrew him and everything in practice. That's going to happen when it's the first time you're working with one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He's not used to that kind of speed. I mean, would you be? I want you to. See, I want to see you throw the football to Tyreek Hill and see if you can lead him. Uh, that's kind of hard to do. So I think for Tua, he's going to get better over time. I think by the time training camp is concluded, you're going to see a different type of quarterback with all of these weapons that he's going to have at his disposal. And... I think you're going to see a more successful Miami Dolphins offense and creative, by the way, because they bring in the former offensive coordinator of the 49ers who's been learning under a guy like Kyle Shanahan. And now that he has guys like Tyreek Hill, who with the Chiefs was kind of utilized similar to like a Debo Samuel at, at times in Kansas City. They did some of those RPOs with Tyreek Hill. They did some of those sweeps, those jet sweeps with Tyreek Hill and mm -hmm. have him on the ball. Look for that to continue in Miami with Josh McDaniels now as the head coach. Or not Josh McDaniels. Uh, <laughs> I, what's his damn name? Uh, I, I forgot his about. name. Yeah, I know. Me too. But, it uh, is McDaniels, though. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a guy from uh, the uh, 49ers. It's not yeah, Josh. I, is it no. John? I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, uh, now that he's taking over there, he's learned a lot under mm. Kyle Shanahan. He's going to bring kind of the same similar offense. It's not going to be identical, but it will be similar with Tua, who can run, who has mobility. And with all these other weapons, look for that short game to short to intermediate game. Similar to what the Patriots kind of run, but also utilizing those RPOs and jet sweeps. That's what's going to make this Miami Dolphins offense interesting to watch. Week in and week out, let's see how much he changes and manipulates um, his roster and, and what kind of plays that he runs. So Mike McDaniel. Two is gonna, Mike McDaniel. That's it. That was way off. It wasn't yeah. even started with a J. Yeah. Uh, but Mike McDaniel uh, now taking over there. So I'm curious. I'm really, really curious. I want to see just what, you know, and some people have considered him like the mad scientist in terms of like developing an offense. So I'm curious to see just how creative He's going to be with all these weapons and Tua as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to bring up too as well is you guys might notice right here that I am drinking Ray's energy drinks right here. Does Joe and I 
Are you? Yeah, we, we, we drink these religiously every Wednesday. This is what keeps us going. This is why we're always amped up. This is why Joe is always yelling at me and things. And now going crazy. He gets Let's all go. amped up. He's pretty energetic anyways. Let's go. But it is the raise energy. And don't forget, if you guys go to repsports.com uh, and hit the promo code. Got to enter it. Raise them up. You That's can't right. hit you gotta it. Go. You got to go. You can't hit it. You got to enter it. Right just it's spelled just like that. And you guys will get your discount on your raise right through us. You help us out. We'll help you out, too. Get the energy that you want, the hydration that you need too as well to keep your day going i don't drink anything else but that stuff as an energy drink i gave up all the other stuff rockstar monster and all that other garbage this stuff is just the right stuff for me gives you the hydration you need no sugar at all no crash and it's clear too like and it's we got real uh some no dyes but, yep no dyes like that but uh, natural flavors too as well um it, none of that crazy nonsense yeah it's got um, electrolytes it's got amino acids it's got a lot of good vitamins for you so definitely hit up rays and just so everybody knows, this is made in the USA kind of shit right here. Oh, yeah, that's This right. is right down Good in stuff. Florida. They make it in Florida. Absolutely. So um, support United States. Eh? There you go. USA. In the US. USA. Hey. USA. You want to talk about supporting, too, as well. Let's support our friends here at Mohawk Honda also, Joe. And, you know, Mike Tackett out knows about him. Isn't that crazy, too? It's just a guy that watches it in Florida. He knows all about Mohawk Honda just through us because we're telling you the truth about these guys. These guys are great. Uh, you know, and you see them on social media. I follow them on social media too. They are a sponsor, but you, they show videos and pictures with the people they're, they're selling their cars to. And it's like a big family. They're like family photos, people with their dogs too. They're getting people to, uh, you know, uh, you know, pick up some, vet, you know, dogs, you know, that are uh, rescue dogs, stuff like that, get finding them home. So they're helping around the community, too. Just a few days ago, they did a golf outing at um, uh, the Edison Club right down the road from there, too, as well, mm -hmm. uh, to support charities and say thank you to the community as well, gotcha. to the Heritage dude. They've been doing everything to help everybody out. They're going to help you guys out. What you do is they're still doing the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. I'm going to be looking at that, I think, this week pretty soon, too. I'm going to go down and get a new ride, too. I tell you, if I get my photo with them, too, I'm going to post that out there with everybody, show you what kind of big family this guy, these guys are. Uh, but Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer, they'll give you the check same day right there in your hand. Or if you want to trade in on a new vehicle like I will, uh, you got to go there, talk to our guys. You got uh, Let's Do a Deal, Cam McKenna there, too, as well. You got all the salesmen that are just at the best to get you in the right vehicle for you at the right budget, the kind of lifestyle you want to do. And also follow them on Twitter and, and Facebook and all their social media. Like I said, you can see the photos that they're doing, all the latest and greatest updates that they're doing. You see the inventory roll in, too. There's all kinds of brand-new cars, too, rolling onto the lot. <laughs> GoMoreConda.com. And also, you can check them right there on Freeman's Road, where I see it. I drive by, I work up there. I see it every day, dude. It is fully loaded. These guys know what the hell they're doing, and they have all the stock, everything that you could possibly want in vehicles. Go check them out, Mohawk Honda, where they do go out of their way to please you, Joe. Good job, Absolutely. buddy. Way to get through Man, that. see, I'm amped up. But see, I've got a lot of saliva going. I'm like choking myself up and getting all uh, emotional. I'm getting emotional about this, Joe. That's how much I love that family in Mohawk Honda. Uh. <laughs> all right, so ready to get from lovey-dovey to emotional. I'm going to get all in the hatred because we're going to be talking about the despisable Philadelphia Eagles. I despise them. Damn those Eagles. Here they go. Jalen Hurts, I think, for the quarterback with something to prove. It's got to be him, too, even though, again, uh, I've been kind of that Jalen Hurts supporter. You know, I've seen him. I like what he does. Yeah, I like what he when he gets out in some space, can make some things happen. But mm -hmm. then you've got those bonehead things. Or really, it's the vision. Doesn't see a dude wide open and, like, will give up on the play or run or things like that. And you're mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, if he only looked and got that guy, he would have had it there, much like kind of Mitch Trubisky would do sometimes. So he's got that issue here. But now – 
This year, it seems like they're going all in, Joe. I mean, what they've done in the draft, uh, the trading, getting the A.J. Brown, too, as well. Mm -hmm. And now they just got James Bradbury, now a free agent, agent former New York Giant. Now he's got to be a play a opposite Darius for Slay. them. And now, yeah, I get to see Woo. him twice this season. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see this, Joe. But they're going all in, and it's going to rest in the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. It definitely is. And this is, this is where, you know, Jalen Hurts – a lot of people, some people like him, some people can't stand him, and this year, it's got to be different. You know what I mean? People that have been criticizing Jalen Hurts, and, you know, he's making bad decisions, and he's not throwing it to the right guys at the right times, and he's just running with the ball. This is this is the year where you have A.J. Brown, you have Devontae Smith, you know what I mean? You have all these weapons around him. And you got a defense that's definitely improved now with the latest signing of James Bradbury. So uh, there's no more excuses for Hurts. You know, he's always had since he's been in the league. This 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 uh, Philadelphia offensive line has been pretty solid for him. I know that the, they've been hurt in and out of the lineup type of deal, but you know, for the most part, he's got a decent offensive line, and now he's got more weapons than he needs. So. Let's see the progression. Let's see the development in, in Jalen Hurts' game this year. Because if it doesn't, if he doesn't take another step forward in the NFL, I feel like uh, Jalen Hurts is not the right guy for Philly, and that they might have to start thinking about the future yet again. Uh, so I, I still think Hurts uh, has great moments at times. He does show off. He and he flashes highlights every once in a while to where you're like. Oh, okay, that's why he's the starter. But you need him to be a little bit more consistent as a quarterback. And let's see with the added the addition of AJ Brown, a former college teammate of his, now coming to Philly to join up with him and let's see what they can do together along with the rest of this offense uh and in this team as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you you're looking at what they they got too, um, I think on the offensive line, I think is it's the time to do it kind of now too because I think after this season, I haven't looked at their contracts and stuff, but I think they've been debating it back and forth where you're going to lose Lane Johnson and you're going to lose Jason Kelsey soon. So Kelsey's going to retire. Yeah. So but you're they gonna already be, got the replacement for him. Do they? All right. Yeah. So I was going to say because oh yeah, His that's why they got draft. Cam Jurgens right there. So they got to move forward for that. So now's the time to strike. They're going all in here. And, again, you saw your ups and downs, but now they're looking to capitalize on what they get, what they gave up Carson Wentz to get and, and what, what they might have here. And to take the division to where Giants are still very good, uh, Washington, who knows what the hell's going on with that again. That's kind of in limbo. I'm not I, sure. I mean, I think they got um, worse now that they traded for we, Wentz. We will. We'll talk about that in just a bit, too. <laughs> uh, but uh, And then the Dallas Cowboys, who keep promising us they're going to go all the way here. And it's really kind of – uh, a lot of times for me felt like it was kind of their division to go last year i had the um the 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 football team it was that time now they're the commanders um but they never we never got a chance to see uh fitz fitzpatrick there and that's what i was looking to see and that's what i was banking Excited, on yeah, with that yeah. whole thing but then you also had Definitely. uh uh young too as well getting injured and injuries uh, compounding there so it was kind of dallas's type of a division to do and, and, and go and again they fail everybody again and, and don't live up to expectations um so eagles got a strike here and it's got to be uh up to jalen hurts as well uh joe talk about living up to expectations why don't you tell everybody about 
Johnstone Supply. He lives up to all the expectations of what they do in taking care of you with your heating, your cooling. Joe, the weather has been beautiful the last couple of days here been. in upstate New York. It's awesome. Uh, so it's getting warmer. It was 87 degrees. It's all past week, dude. Yeah, and it feels like, you know, summer's hitting us right about now. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. It, it's, it, you know, we, we kind of came into spring, like, with rain. Pretty no, much. there was a it shit was just ton of rain, rain all the time, <laughs> and it's like, when, is it gonna ever get warmer? Uh, well, it, it seems like we're turning the corner now. It seems like we're getting into those warmer summer months, and now's the time, just like any time, is to start thinking about how to keep your home now. cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's let's try to keep each other cool off here uh, with these hot temperatures that are about to uh, rise up here. Uh, call now for pre-summer pricing. They call it pre-summer because it's not officially summer no, just yet. yet so yet. pre-summer pricing on john goodman central air conditioners or if you're looking to go with the fujitsu mini splits they've got them too don't ask me what they are uh and if you're a homeowner that's mulling your options and want to get hooked up with a local contractor call john stone supply in troy new york and they've got you covered uh and just a reminder they also have the lowest prices on Milwaukee Tools Guarantee. That's right. That comes with a guarantee. They got the lowest prices. So if you manage to find a lower price elsewhere, hit them up, and they'll and they'll gladly grant that. Um, for the best quality products at the most unbe- unbeatable prices, stop into 6th Avenue in Troy, New York, Johnstone Supply. Or to learn more, call Johnstone Supply at 518-272-5922. That's 518-272-5922. Call them up, follow them on Facebook, message them, do whatever you have to do. Uh, and Johnson Supply is not just in upstate New York and Troy. They're also down in Florida by our good friend Mike Tackett. They're also over by Seattle by our good friend Tom Leiter. So um, they are around nationally. So make sure you hit them up for any kind of questions that you guys might have. They're there to help you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Johnstone Supply in Troy. I'm going to call them too. I really got a lot of issues I need got, to take care of. You're going to call our sponsors. I am. I have to. You know, because I need help. You know, I need help. help. I need a new vehicle. I need help. a new hot water heater. They're going to. I'm going to be uh, contacting them soon. Uh, but we were just talking about them, a team that needs help. I think it's got to be the Washington Commanders again, and the fact that they traded for this guy, uh, Carson Wentz, a guy who <laughs> was supposed to leave the the Eagles, got traded <sighs> to. The, the the Colts to help get them to the promised land after, yep. you know, having um, Philip Rivers there and not being able to get it. And he was kind of a turnover machine for a little bit. He played well for them, though, at least, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. But not being able to get there. Mm-hmm. While they've got that good defense, that good offensive line trying to hold together, they want to strike while the iron's hot, too, as well, while that division's kind of murky. Um, they can really compete still, I think, against like a team like the Titans and still for this division. For sure, for sure. Uh, but they, you know, figure out it's not the deal for them, especially after that play. Uh, was that playoff game? It was a game to get into the playoffs, I think, where he was just turnover machine, not stop. Just mm-hmm. played absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a game that they really needed. And mm-hmm. then that was, I think, the the one that broke the horse's back right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, for but sure. For the fact that the, uh, the Washington football team saw that and were like, oh, well, we want some of that, though. That works out for us. You know, I would have rather said, yo, Fitz, you know, how healthy are you? It's Come the back Washington into, Commanders. Oh, that's let's right. get the this Commanders straight. again, the Commanders. And then he shows up with that stupid blazer and a dumb shirt and everything and stuff, too. Oh, my goodness. But uh, he's on a proving year. He's got something to prove. He's got something to prove to everybody that, listen, I'm that guy that I was my second year with the Eagles, and I can do this. I can come back and do this. But – I don't think he can again. I think because you saw it even as there was um, issues with uh, not having 
wide receivers, but then also injuries at offensive line, things like that. He got in his mind that he needed to do make a lot of plays on his own, and he would throw his whole body into everything to where he got banged and bruised and beat up and mm-hmm. to where it takes its toll. As an and, eagle, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that kind of changed his mindset. So I think at times he, he sees ghosts a little bit and, and starts to make dumb mistakes and then can't control the football because, again, when it does lay it on the line and he thinks he's got to be the guy to make it happen, he fumbles or does the dumb interception, blah, 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 because he's forcing things to happen. And he can't do that here with the Washington Commanders. Well, here's the thing is they have a quarterback in Case Keenum that is – or not in Case Keenum, uh, in uh, – what's his face? The other quarterback that they have. Oh, the uh, Heineke? Heineke? Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. I would have just stuck with him. Why would you even go – they have, a, they have a quarterback in Taylor Heineke that I feel is just better than Wentz right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were talking about, like, coming directly from the Eagles to Washington, maybe you could make the argument, like, at that point in time that, that Wentz is a little bit better than him, more seasoned. Uh, but here's the problem that I have with this is Carson Wentz, like you mentioned, when he was a Philadelphia Eagle, he's made mistakes. He got beat up, was injured a lot. Then ends up going to Indianapolis with his former offensive coordinator in Frank Reich, Frank Reich. who was now the head coach of the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say this. If Wentz couldn't be helped in Indy with his former uh, offensive coordinator, who, by the way, the last time he was his offensive coordinator, that was the most success he's ever had in his career. If he can't make it work in Indy with Frank Reich, I don't think there's no help from him anywhere that he goes. So now that Washington commanders have made a deal and and now have obtained uh, Carson Wentz and is going to be the starter for them, this might not work out well. I'm just going to say that. I I think if Wentz was struggling in in Indy, I think he's going to continue to struggle until he's either A, uh, just a backup in the NFL, or B, he's done entirely. So... I don't have a ton of confidence in this in this in this move for Washington, and I'm kind of concerned. Like I I feel like Taylor Heineke could easily beat Wentz in training camp. Still, a- even after that they did this trade. But here's the thing: is whenever you make a move like this, you're not going to give the job to Taylor Heineke now because you're like I don't want to be wrong. Right. We don't want to be wrong. So no, Wentz is going to be the starter. But I really do believe, like, if you if you were one of the if you were one of these commander fans and you're at training camp and you're watching them practice and you're watching them go through drills, I think you might be surprised a little bit that Taylor Heineke is going to end up doing better than Wentz in in training camp. That's just a feeling that I have. Uh, so, well, let's see if it all pans he out. He has like a that. lot of the rapport with a lot but, of the guys that are still there. You know exactly. But it's not even that. It's that Wentz is not – He's had, if he wasn't able to kind of rekindle his career and get better in Indy mm-hmm. with his former offensive coordinator, then I don't think it's going to happen. Right, especially so, with Ron Rivera there, defensive-minded coach yeah. too as well. And Ron Rivera's offense – or Ron Rivera himself prefers mobile quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which Wentz mm-hmm. is mobile. But when you get Wentz out in the open – he, it's his own bad decision-making mm-hmm. that gets him into trouble, trying to take on tacklers or, or yep. not going out of bounds or not mm-hmm. sliding and taking mm-hmm. hits. Mm-hmm. So 
I just don't think this is going to work out. And, 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 it's, and it sucks to say this for Washington fans, but I just don't have a lot of confidence in Wentz or this addition to, mm-hmm. to this team. I think that the commanders as an offense got better. Uh, this offseason, I feel like their defense is going to go through a little bit of a change, but nonetheless going to be solid. But I feel like Wentz is going to be that common denominator that's going to actually ruin their offense. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's going to be the difference maker, I feel like. It's going to all depend on how well Wentz plays is going to determine where this team ends up in this division. Mm-hmm. And that's not very <laughs> not full of confidence on this one, so... Uh, yeah, well, see. for me, too, I always kind of look at, like, what's your end game? Because, right, again, you're looking at what you have. If you put them side by side, just real quick, Taylor Heineke's 29, Carson Wentz 30. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke stays healthy, Carson Wentz really doesn't. Uh, Taylor Heineke already was with that offense last year and has that, you know, everybody's back yeah, there. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that And Carson Wentz is just moving into it. Yeah. Carson Wentz makes $22 million this year. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke makes a million bucks. Yeah. And then 500 bonus or whatever. Like, and you gave up picks. So you gave up picks. Mm-hmm. You're paying a guy 20 million when I think, like you said, you're going to be just the same or worse. Mm-hmm. That just makes no, no sense. sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's how I, go. I gave up stuff. So- I'm paying more <laughs> when I could probably have the same product or worse. Uh, that's That seems really terrible to me. I mean, especially if you look at the stats, even that. Heineke had last year and uh you know what 65 you threw 65 percent three uh 3500 yards 20 touchdowns 15 uh picks but again a guy who's just starting to take Still the whole developing. team on uh, over his shell shoulders for the first year uh and again getting confidence now you just took that confidence and went Phew, and threw a dart right at it right yeah. here so he's now he's got to sit behind Carson Wentz and watch the debacle that's going to happen. I would have been much more confident if they ended up bringing a guy like Andy Dalton out of free agency and kind of back up yeah, Taylor yeah, Heineke. Yeah, yeah. He and knows the situation. And, and, and make, it, make it an open competition even. Andy mm-hmm. Dalton versus Taylor Heineke made the best quarterback win. Mm-hmm. Instead, you actually gave up draft picks to obtain a guy who, like you just said, costs way more money with maybe the same results, maybe even worse. So... Where did you really go? I think you went backwards on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, huh, I, 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 I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like the situation right now. And this might change where I seed the Washington Commanders when we do our divisions, mm-hmm. when we do our two early uh, projections here. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens when training camps uh, start. You know, hot and heavy, and then see what develops with those storylines. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to bring up a quarterback, and, and, sure. we, and we don't have him. Yeah. Uh, on our list here, but That's I was fine. just thinking about this. What's up? Is Mitch Trubisky, uh, yeah. now a Steeler, mm-hmm. um, a guy who, in a lot of people's eyes still needs to prove something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at, he's in a new environment now. When he's out of Chicago, mm-hmm. he, he was a free agent. He went ends up signing a one year deal with the Bills and is now with the Steelers and in prime position to easily win this starting job. He, let's face it, he's basically the only quarterback there. Uh, and the Steelers For did now, draft yeah. a quarterback. Let's mm-hmm. see how that all develops in Kenny Pickett. But I think Trubisky, this is a year where he could prove not only can he be a starter in the NFL again, but this also gives the Steelers 
a quarter, uh, the type of quarterback that I think Mike Tomlin and company were were really wanting to implement in this Pittsburgh offense. Mm-hmm. A guy that's a little bit more mobile, so they can do a lot a, a lot more um, play action passes now and get them out of the pocket and move them around. And a guy that you have to be aware of his legs because Mitch Trubisky can run. Uh, so Trubisky with the Steelers. He gives them an added element that they've never had in a long, 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 long time. Maybe even as old as Cordell Stewart days. When Cordell Stewart was like the slash guy, like he could do everything well. He punted, he quarterbacked, he played receiver. He did all these different things for the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky is that guy that's going to be just that mobile quarterback for them. And you got to be aware. You can't just hone in on them like, oh, they're just going to run the ball, you know, 11 straight times, and then, oh, here's a, here's a pass. You know what I mean? Big Ben's not there anymore. Now that Trubisky's coming in, he gives them a little added element at that quarterback position and can still deliver the football still accurately, and he has that mobility, you know, uh, uh, to go up against these defenses So w- when they get in trouble. Uh, so th- that, to me, is going to be interesting. So Trubisky, to me, can prove something here. So he... Does he have to prove something? Not necessarily, but I feel like with a new environment now, now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think this gives him another chance where he could prove himself to not only to the Steeler organization, but also to a lot of the naysayers throughout the league. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought about him uh, also with uh, putting him on this list too. But again, like I was thinking the way you were thinking it too as well, it's like, doesn't he doesn't have to prove something here, but, uh, you know, like if he it's wants like, to have a starting job, but, but that's <laughs> the thing. If he wants to have a starting job still to change the narrative, wants yeah. to keep his career going, because at 28 right. right now, people still are just young. like, yeah, he's not very good. But still if young. you take a look in a whole of what it is, what was really the problem? Uh, oh, awareness, vision, basically not seeing some of the open receivers looking down. Your first guy is not there. But by then it's too late. And there's a guy wide open in the end zone. He missed. Uh, and then taking care of the football when he's getting rushed. Way too many fumbles. If you look throughout his career, mm-hmm. uh, 10 his first season, six, five. And then but seemed like last year when he uh, was with the Buffalo Bills, though, was probably his best development in what he was doing. Um, but throughout his career, over 65% mostly uh, in completion percentage and getting a better touchdown to interception radio so uh, ratio so not really making mistakes in the interceptions uh category altogether and those turnovers it was just more of that quarterback vision in the pocket and the the lack of awareness around him to force turnovers and the fumbles and things like that the strip sacks to where that became an issue and a problem uh but you saw also where he had his his best uh playing was when he was out say he rushed out of the pocket and he can get out on a bootleg he could make those throws on the run it seemed like he was more accurate on the run than when he was sat in the in the pocket and had to look and find the open guy and, and get it to him so uh yeah i think making only like a, a couple million like i think it was like two million this year and then set to make eight next year looking to get that longevity that extension to something bigger but when you've got them drafting a quarterback in the first round uh, right there sitting behind them you know, the clock's ticking. So maybe for him, it's something to show somebody else. They want to move on to Kenny Pickett, and maybe he finds a landing uh, job somewhere else being a starter. Right, right. And, it, and this is all there, an added bonus for the Steelers is because I know they only sent him to a one-year deal, but what's to say if they were if they were, if they they saw what they liked halfway through the year and he is the starter, mm-hmm. 
they sign him to a two-year extension or a year extension, whatever. So that way they still have the rights. They could trade him to a team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not going to get a first-round pick or anything, but to get an extra draft pick or two, that would be nice for a cheap cost. And look at it this way. I, I talked about it about how he did with the Bills. Would say right here, a guy that's on a proving year uh, too as well, I think it's going to be Daniel Jones we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, say he doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. No. Say uh, Trubisky works out great, but they really want to just try and see what Kenny Pickett's got. Right. Um, we the, the conversation was there. Brian Dable knows him that Mr. Trubisky might have gone to the Giants. True. But True. It really the opportunity True. came yep. up that he could be a starter with yep. the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he decided to go there because it looked more likely he was going to start there. Now, if it doesn't work out with Daniel Jones, you could possibly see Mitchell Trubisky go and be that starter for, for the Giants, maybe, if that's what they want to do. Yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing, too, is like when Trubisky first signed with the Steelers, I mean, we thought there was going to be more competition in that quarterback room, but sadly, Dwayne Haskins had passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's a very sad story and everything, but now it's it's like... What, what, which was the one quarterback on that Steelers team that I feel like would have given Trubisky a run for that starting job, now is not there. Now Trubisky is like, everyone's like, oh, well, Mason Rudolph is still going to stop no, it. We've Just seen stop it. it. It's done. We've seen mm-hmm. what he can do, mm-hmm. what he is at, mm-hmm. as, a, as a Steeler quarterback, and, it, and it's not for the future. So it's Trubisky's job now, and unless they bring in some more competition besides Kenny Pickett, I, I think it's going to be easily Trubisky. So let's see how that all works out. Yeah, absolutely. So I just talked about it here, and we're and the next guy on, on the list here that I, I want to talk Dimes. about is Danny Dimes here. Danny so Dimes. Again, again, rookie season started off looking pretty good, but then, um, again, had a lot of injuries in the offense, like, like constantly different wide receiver rotations. Bad decision-making. Uh, again, Gettleman, bad decisions on signing certain guys that just passed their prime, uh, missing on the draft. Uh, guys, you know, with character flaws that they went and moved up and grabbed and then no longer with the team and things. Uh, so a lot of it was <laughs> issues there with the front office here and stuff. But Daniel Jones hasn't helped himself out, though, either. That pocket awareness I'm telling you about with Mitchell Trubisky, like you saw even with Jameis Winston at times, too, uh, that your pocket's starting to break down and you're just sitting there back there like there's nothing around you and you're like holding the ball and then boom, you're like, oh man, I didn't know that. You gotta <laughs> you gotta see that stuff coming. You gotta be able to work on that. And he, you know, says, I understand this, blah, blah, blah. And that's what's a frustrating thing is because you're telling me that you know and you're working on it and then week to week you're still seeing it happen. And, and the thing is, I don't think he has a lot of those turnovers. He's limited that a little bit and mm-hmm. it, he doesn't have a lot of interceptions. It's the timing of them but the problem is, too, and I don't know if it was designed around that offense and what they want him to do because he has that deep ball accuracy and that's what they liked about him. Yep. It seemed like a lot of the plays were late developing to, to, to be deep ball threats. And, you know, that's what they wanted to do. So he's sitting there looking for that deep ball to go. And so when you're sitting there in the pocket, it's not getting open. You're going to get rushed. You're going to get those turnovers. You're going to get those sacks. You're going to get beat up. And so I think some of it was play development and what they wanted to do uh, to try and accentuate some of that deep ball that he can do and, and that accuracy, uh, but then also himself on top of it. But this year, they've, they've gone in. They had a really good draft, too, as well. Got uh, some more weapons, too. Um, but also, 
Kenny Galladay is looking to refresh his career too. He knows he didn't play very well last year. He wasn't able to get that separation, which we thought he was going to be able to do. He was going to be that guy that to be that upper, that taller threat to try and get some of those uh, jump balls and things like that. And it never even really happened. He didn't even look his way at times. Uh, but the problem too is that also the these these. Uh, wide receivers were never really even on the field at the same time. Saquon Barkley, once he was able to get healthy, played for a short time. And again, yeah, very with little. a chip shot to his knee area from a Dallas Cowboy too as well, instantly right back out. And, and that's uh, the storybook on that. So he actually has a proving year himself. And so this team altogether has a lot to prove with a new regime and a new offense and new GM, everything. But Danny Dimes, a lot of pressure here, especially with not having that fifth-year option. That's the thing, too, is you got to wonder what Daniel Jones, now was it the wrong offense that Danny, that Daniel Jones was in? Because uh, now it's going to be a whole new offense that he mm -hmm. has to learn, that he has to adapt to. And I think they're going to do right by Daniel Jones. I think they're going to study the film that he already has on tape and, and see what works best for him and see what doesn't work so, so well with him and try to create an offense around Daniel Jones. And that would be the most logical and sensible thing to do right now. Uh, a guy that is still young in his years, you could still, he still has attributes that you can turn, you can turn him into a starting viable NFL quarterback. Uh, but it's again, in the recent past, he's had poor decision-making. He's had his turnover faults and that kind of compounded you know, all the negativity against Daniel Jones. So let's see with this new regime what they can do with Daniel Jones. Let's see if they can improve him in any way, shape, or form. And now with with weapons at his disposal, with an offensive line that looks like they're going to keep continually to improve, and you saw that in the draft. You know, me and Jimmy, when we were watching the draft, we saw this coming. They're like, they got to take one of these premier tackles because they got two mm -hmm. high picks. One of them, at least, has to be a, a you know, a, a tackle or, or someone of, of high stature at, on the offensive line. So, and sure enough, they nailed it. Mm -hmm. And th that shows that shows us, even just as football fans. I know Jimmy's the Giants fan, but it shows us that now they now this organization finally gets it. You know, new GM hits the nail on the head, gets one of these premier offensive linemen, and is is going to – it looks like they're going to just get the best talent possible. And that's how you build a roster. Uh, so maybe the Giants are going to turn the corner now. Like, it's not like they didn't have talent before, but with the talent that they had last year and now they're able to add to it, who knows what the Giants are capable of doing. This is a, t this is a team that – there are a couple of pieces away to be competitive in this division. And I feel like with this now with this new coaching staff and the 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 players that they managed to obtain thus far, it could it could make them more competitive in this division to where they're not going to be written off so easily week to week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, you saw the additions that they did too, and the, the draft they got Kayvon Thibodeau too, uh, edge rusher for them. Something that they have needed. They need a guy to create pressure. It couldn't be just the Leonard Williams yeah. to de tackle up the middle. Of the you know who would have loved that pick, right? 
Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. Dave Gettleman would have took him with with the very. Did they take uh, him with the fir- very first pick? Yeah, right? yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Get that's a Dave Gettleman yep. pick. Yeah, yeah. Because he is. likes defense. He does. And you know what the problem would have been mollies. if Dave Gettleman was no, still been another D tackle. It would have been another defensive. It would have been. Yeah, it wouldn't even been a D tackle, but an interior guy. Like, what do you mean? We already got a bunch of D tackles. We're gonna get. We're a team that loaded up in like five to eight D tackles for some reason, and like we need edge rusher still, but we're just gonna draft another D tackle. I don't get it. You know, hey guys, thanks for Lawrence. Thanks for all your support, everybody. I mean, I know there's a f- there's a few of you out there that always tune in routinely every single week, every Wednesday night for us. Really appreciate you know-it-alls out there. Thank you guys so much. Also, thank you to all our sponsors. You guys are incredible. Uh, thank you for sponsoring our show. And uh, the voice of our show, you know, Stephen Murray, thank you very much for what you do for us. You've really helped us out. You've been here since day one. Uh, just like down Monday, the music that you hear on in the intro, you know, thank you so much, John, out there uh, from down Monday. Really appreciate you guys allowing us to use your music. I also want to thank uh, all the people out there that are new to viewing our show. And if you're new, come and support us. If you love to talk football, listen, we'll, if you drop down in the comments down below, we're going to talk about it. It doesn't have to be a topic that we're talking about. It could be anything. It could be fantasy-related. could be just about your team. could be about something that's going to happen, you know, upcoming. Uh, but go ahead and share it with us, even if it's an opinion that you might have. Drop it down in the comments below. We'll definitely react to it. Uh, listen, this is the most interactive NFL football talk show that you're going to find on YouTube. We are the best. That's right. I'm not being cocky. I'm just being honest. Uh, so make sure you tune down below. Dial up on those comments, uh, and you can also follow us on YouTube or Facebook and search us up Football on the No Show. Become a know-it-all. Become a member on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscription button and then hit that notification bell to let you guys know when we go live. Uh, thank you guys so much. All right. Yeah, so we're going to cover one last quarterback. I think that there's been a lot of speculation about. Um, Is it me? If- no, no, you, oh. not a lot of spe- speculation on you and quarterback. I don't think, but okay, that would be interesting though. I'd like to see you at quarterback. See what I might, you got going. You could definitely see all over I the might. offensive line. Yeah, you know, and you got vision. So yeah, I, and I have goes. a good stiff arm. Yeah, there so. you go. Uh, you'd be like the real Big Ben from the old days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to bring up uh, Jimmy G because uh, we've heard the trade talks around this guy. Um, this guy had Jimmy that G. 6-0 winning streak from when, when he went to the Patriots. Then mm-hmm. he first went to the, the 49ers. So that's what yeah. ended up getting the trade going. And then the big deal to where he makes 20-some-odd million, 24 yeah. million, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go the the 49ers and they go and they draft you know Trey Lance last year and bad it, move yeah and it looks like it's looking bad for them right now especially what you're hearing from camps he's not developing right so where you had a guy Jimmy G who has gotten you to uh, the big game yep. and then into the playoffs mm-hmm. too as well mm-hmm. uh, just couldn't get the big one done to where they're questioning is he really that good or not or is he just te- typically a game manager to where he, that offense is really run heavy, so he doesn't is it asked to do a lot. Is that formula working for them? Should they stick with it, or do they truly want to just move on from him? But they happen to pick the wrong guy, so they're stuck in a conundrum to where his contract is running out. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little older. I think he's now like thirty-one now, two or thirty-two. Uh, he wants to maybe perform well to right. find a new home because yeah. obviously there's been talk that they don't want him there. So, I mean, there's been rumors about it, and I, I think the Niners are hesitant to trade him because mm-hmm. with the now, reports yeah, coming especially. out of San Francisco, the, the rumor is that Trey Lance is very disappointing in practice. 
Uh, and you got to wonder what that means exactly. Like that could mean a lot of different things. It could be they're disappointed in in how he showed up at practice. Like you know, maybe he hasn't I mean, been dieting as well. Practice. But also, it could mean maybe it's his play. Maybe he hasn't studied the playbook enough. So there's a lot of different things it could mean. But what we're gonna take it as is like his performance on the football field. Maybe is not up to par to take over that starting job. And with that being said, you think about Jimmy G and how solid of a quarterback he is for this Niners organization. It's going to make them really hesitant on trading him away to get picks or to 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 get some kind of a, uh, some future future picks that they can utilize to help out the rest of this roster. So this is puts the 49ers in a very difficult position right now because they have until week eight to trade him. And he's if on they, his last year of right, his deal. His yeah. last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. They have to week eight to trade him if they want to do so. But at the, uh, you know, on the other side, you look at Trey Lance. Is he ready to take over the job? No, I don't think he is. And coming out of college, he was my, he was my one kind of like big time developmental type of quarterback. A guy that wasn't asked to throw a lot in college, ran more than he threw, which got to be a little concerning. Uh, didn't even throw a whole route tree in college. So definitely not pro ready. You know, that he, the, his athleticism is off the charts. So that's what they kind of fell in love with. And they're like, oh, we can teach and, and coach him up, but you don't have that much time now. Now the deadline is here, uh, and you got to make a decision. Are, are you going to move on from Jimmy G and his money and make Trey Lance that starter this year? Or are you going to say, uh, maybe we can – Maybe we can uh, make an exception here. Let's give Jimmy G like another year or two extension, keep him in the franchise, and keep trying to develop Trey Lance. You're going to hear fans that want Trey Lance out there because they're like, oh, we we took him third overall. We, you got to mm-hmm. put him out there. Mm-hmm. You, the only way he's going to get experience is if you get him out there. Uh, so there's going to be pressure from the fans, and the organization is also going to be like kind of in a battle between themselves on what they should exactly do with Jimmy G. I think for the betterment of the organization, you keep Jimmy G as your starter and you don't trade him. You right. Instead, mm-hmm. you try to work out a, a short-term type of extension, like a two-year or maybe even three-year extension to keep him there mm-hmm. as your starter until Trey Lance is ready. Yeah. Because if you rush this, like – I. I guess it's stem- my aggravation for the Niners st- extends from the draft. Mm-hmm. When you're picking third overall, we all thought the pick was going to be Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. We all felt that he was the he at was first, but when it NFL started ready, Trey Lance, we were all aboard we, that that's we, where we, they were going to go. We just just didn't think that Trey Lance was deserving of that high of a pick and thought he should slide. And here we're at. Here we are. We're at this conundrum here with the 49ers. So. Mm-hmm. Niners, if you're smart about this, John Lynch, listen to me. Give Jimmy G a two, at least a two-year extension. Lock him in for the next two years. And then if Trey Lance doesn't pan out, then maybe even possibly trade him. <laughs> Just <laughs> move on. Forget about it. It's yeah, not going to work yeah, out. Because uh, trade him for a box of peanuts. Because here's the crazy thing is that, well, Trey Lance, he'll have some value yeah, for, 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 a, for a franchise yeah. that is looking for a mobile quarterback yeah. And not so much a traditional quarterback. So, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, let's to look say at here. it this way, right? It's, it's, it's a funny thing when you get these narratives around these guys. You see in the playoff games that he didn't have to do a lot, didn't have to throw so much. They're running. People are like, well, why is that? I'm not sure. Uh, but when you look at the year that they went to the Super Bowl, Again, and in his career, his career is over 68% on average, probably, completion percentage, right? Pretty damn good. On his on the Super Bowl year, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks. Mm-hmm. And uh, a rushing touchdown, too, as well. And, and and that's what I mean. And, like, no fumbles. It's like, dude, what do you want from somebody, somebody better than this? You know what I mean? Where are you going to find a guy like this? What, the year before that, only played in six games, injured, there and there. Comes back last year now, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Again, 68.3%. Uh, again, three rushing touchdowns. Getting it done, safe, doesn't turn the ball over as much. Getting And, and it's funny because you're looking at the touchdowns to 2013, you would say maybe that's uh, you know one of these other quarterbacks that are better that are throwing quarterback. But he's got that narrative around him. To uh, He's not asked to do a lot in this offense. It's a run-heavy thing. Mm-hmm. doesn't do a whole lot but in those two strong runs the playoff run last year and then the super bowl run 20 to 30 uh touchdown passes i mean and he's and he's got even uh what was it if you look at the yardage uh four thousand yards passing so he's showing that he can do it he can put it underneath the team if jimmy g was on that jaguars team when they played the patriots in that afc championship game i think the jags were going to the super bowl you know what i'm saying I mean, this is some of these teams. They need a guy like this. If he comes open to the market, like you're saying, that would be stupid on part of the 49ers. I think right now they got to think in their brain. They seen they screwed up with the Trey Lance situation. What they really have in GMG, they've kind of neglected it, kind of overlooked at what they really had. I think they want to lock him in a few more years here and then maybe look into the future, maybe the next year's draft and what they can do uh, and moving forward at another uh, prospect. And the problem is for the 49ers, now they kind of deal with the, the Trey Lance pick. Mm-hmm. Eventually, mm-hmm. he's going to be their starter. Like, there's no qualms about it. It's it's not the best thing for them, but eventually they're going to have to swallow that pill. And they're going to have to try to make this offense work with Trey Lance there. Uh, Jimmy G, uh, listen, after the organization was kind of toying with the idea of trading him beforehand, now mm-hmm. I feel like they're pulling the reins back a little bit and say, like, well, uh, I don't know. Um, should we? I don't think we should do this. I don't think we should trade him away uh, because he's still important to us and we're not real, really confident in Trey Lance going forward just yet. Uh, but this is going to be tough because there's a lot of variables that are in play. you got his contract. It's one-year deal left. And unless they give this guy an extension, they got nothing, no choice but, I think, but to trade him. Uh, I, I hope for Jimmy G's sake, if that's what they decide to do, it's not too late, you know, as we get closer to week one mm-hmm. of the season. Hopefully it's before training camp start where he'll have a, a chance to sign with a team and maybe get into the, the, the roster and everything, and, and hopefully he can earn a starting job that way. But... This is concerning for for the 49ers fans. They, nobody really knows what direction they're going to go. And I don't think the Niners know at this point. Mm-hmm. I think they're conflicted as well. So it's it's tough. You use a third overall pick, an extremely high pick, 
on a quarterback, and I feel like you might have missed. Mm-hmm. And and not to say that Trey Lance can't become a starter for them, but he needs so much development that I don't think they have that kind of time to stay in the in the in the hunt for the playoffs year in and year out. They were kind of hoping that Trey Lance was going to come in, uh, be under Jimmy G for a year, possibly two, and then give the football to Trey and say, mm-hmm. it's your team now. Mm-hmm. They can't be that confident because we would have already heard a decision by now. Yep, yep. Uh, so let's see what they do. Uh, I don't think – I think Jimmy G doesn't necessarily have to prove himself to the Niners anyway. No, to the Niners, Maybe least, to right? a new team think, that if yeah. he gets dealt, but – uh, the one one quarterback I'll say on this team is Trey Lance needs to prove himself. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> yeah, not right. so much yeah, Jimmy G. Point. It's Trey Lance. You got drafted right. third overall, and you're still the backup. Yeah, yeah. You got to uh, so, start doing stuff, buddy. Make it through. We I have actual audio from uh, Kyle Shanahan on here too. Yeah, listen. Uh, when you talk about Trey Lance. Uh, yep. We fucked up. Yep. See, and there it is. Yeah, he sure he did, admitted Kyle. it right there. There it is. All right, and there it is for our show. We had so much fun talking about these quarterbacks, Joe. I mean, and again, the fun. season's going to be coming in a few more months. It's it's down the road, but we got camps moving forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of big news to, to come, and there's even some more free agents that are still out there dangling <sighs> out there. I mean, Odell we just saw, Beckham. like you said, uh, you know, with James Bradbury uh, and uh, Tyron Matthew. J- Tyron Matthew he just and, and Jarvis Landry now go to the Saints now, too. So, uh, Matt, so I, I really wanted Tyron Matthew on the Raiders. It's interesting. We're going to see where those are those chips fall i mean and again odell's still out there um so who knows maybe the the packers do look in they're not all looking I'm, to roll the dice on the, on the wide receivers that they have they're is, gonna go in for that is there, there's been a couple of things that have happened on the raider side they've mm-hmm. gotten rid of two receivers now mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of hoping as a, as a fan i want odell yeah imagine, imagine getting Devonte adams oh, odell dude. hunter renfro and darren waller Oh my gosh, dude, that's scary. That's scary stuff. But I, I, I would be even, happy for you, man. Even I would if, be happy even, for you. even if Odell that. only lasts six games, I'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, I mean that sounds good to me. That's a, that's a good fresh look for me. All right, so that's it. That's it for our show. I hope you guys had a good time. Like I said before. If you haven't yeah. yet, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe YouTube. button and the notification Facebook. bell. Facebook, join our group. And, and uh, by the oh, way. We're also on iTunes, everybody. We're also on Spotify. We're also we have we have our podcast. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. Make sure you follow us and take us wherever you guys go because we like Absolutely. to we, we like, like to tag to, along. Yeah, we do, we do. All right, excellent. We will see you guys next week. Join us next week from eight till ten Wednesday night for more football on the know with Jim and Joe.